0: Did he ever say I love you before he died? He did not and he uh my father's f- father left him when he was 2 years old. So he had his my father had his own thing, you yeah. know. So I don't I, I don't fault him for being who he was, you know. He yeah. just he tried and he he couldn't. But I remember um towards the end when we kind of knew you know, uh, probably in the next year, we wouldn't have him with us anymore. Yeah. And I remember he was in the hospital here. And I, you know, of course, at that moment, I I wanted to say it. So I said, right, oh, I'm going to like, uh, uh, all right, I love you, dad. And his response was, I know you do. Oh my God. That, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I
1: can't take it.
0: <laughs> I can't
1: take it. <laughs> That is the voice of the great Ray Romano. Oh my gosh, what a dream. I've, I've wanted to have Ray Romano on this podcast from jump, from the moment we're nearing our 100th episode, I've, I've wanted to have him on from episode one, one of my favorite comics of all time. I think he's one of the greats. In the last few years, I've been lucky enough to get to know him, we, we work at the Comedy Cellar a bunch together we're often back to back he's a phenomenal comic and now a phenomenal filmmaker i mean his i just saw his new movie it's called somewhere in queens and it's really emotional just beautiful just a beautiful piece of independent film it's in theaters everywhere right now uh i urge you to see it i cried i had a very so did jenny we had a very emotional reaction to it it's a lot about parenting it's about a father-son relationship a mother-son relationship it's 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 really emotional stuff we talk a lot about that. Uh, we talk about parenting and, and uh, relationships and marriages and, and really about authenticity in storytelling. You know, I love that about Ray. His, his level of authenticity in his stand-up and his films just shines through. Speaking of which, I'm trying to have authenticity in my new material I'm writing right now. I was just in D.C. and, and Providence... Uh, I'm gonna be in Indianapolis I think there's like I don't know 100 tickets left or something like that and my shows are in Indianapolis and then I'll be in Philadelphia there's a few left I think Madison's sold out all of these by the way you should just sign up if you want to see me live go on burbigs.com sign up for the mailing list um, I'm gonna be announcing a bunch of new cities soon with new material and some old man in the pool stuff possibly abroad that's right abroad in other countries, I think you're going to love today's episode with Ray. Of course, you know him from Everyone Loves Raymond, and we talk about that, and we talk about stories from Ray's childhood, and Queens, and Italian families, and a lot of stuff that he and I have in common, oddly. I'm, I'm an Olive Garden Italian, he's a real Italian, and we end up somewhere in the middle. Enjoy my conversation with the great Ray Romano. What is the thing that keeps you doing stand up? Keeps you like challenging yourself? Like wh- like where? Like because you don't have to. Well, I don't have to financially. That's I'm why I brought lucky, you here today. I'm borrow, lucky. Borrow, yeah. to some money. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not
0: doing this for the money. Yeah. Um, I do this for the steps to get the steps in. Yeah. <laughs> Third floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I want to not be bored, you know, and I want to not be. I want to. I I. It's scary, but to quote—I've been quoting Lionel Richie all day, all week, because <laughs> he says on American Idol, he says to the singers, uh, "Life begins at the end of your comfort zone." Oh. You know, um, so you know, just signing on to, to direct this was the scariest thing. But it was that kind of philosophy. Life it was, begins
1: at the end of your comfort zone is a fantastic quote.
0: <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's if Lionel, if it's his quote, but he does say it a lot. And uh, and I get it. But um, everyone, I, I, occasionally people tell me, why, why aren't you retired? And just blah, 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 blah. Because I don't do it for the money. I do yeah. it. Uh, I, I have to do it. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it, may, it, it keeps me going. It gets me up in the morning. Um, I like to create and I like to, um, I, get the, I get the high from it. Uh, and some to quote another director, uh, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but they asked him, why do you make a movie, so many movies? And he said, because it keeps me from thinking of death. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. <laughs> a little morbid. but uh, That's really funny. Yeah.
1: And, of course, when you and I are at the cellar, all we talk about is our health. I know. It's like yeah. it's like that every every other conversation is you being like, "What's your cholesterol look like these days?" That's so funny. But uh, <laughs> well, you really like recently you said to me with a, a degree of certainty that someone who isn't a doctor I don't think has ever t- had to me. You were like, "You should get on statins." You were like, "I wish I had gotten on statins." Well, fifteen you know, years.
0: ago. I can say this now because.
1: Did I talk to you yeah, about yeah, my yeah, stent? I had a stent. Yeah, right. And Which mean, it, for people who don't realize, it means you didn't have a heart attack. No, no, you had a blockage.
0: Yeah, but I had. But anyway, the, the weird thing is, I said it on, on Marin. I just said I had a stent, and to, right now today, I'm googling myself because my movie's coming out, and I <laughs> right. want to read the reviews. But every, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. This is ridiculous. Can you Google Ray Romano and go to news? And you will see the top 10 things are Ray Romano heart surgery. That's so funny. It's all clickbait because it's not, I didn't really
1: have heart surgery. And it was two and a half years ago. You couldn't be getting better reviews for your <laughs> surgery. I mean, the reviews for the surgery are through Well, the what's ribs. funny
0: is, what's good is if they click on it, They'll say no. he, he was on Marin promoting his movie, so my movie gets the plug anyway.
1: You got ninety percent on uh, on on Rotten Surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, your sh- your movie is by the way like ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was yeah. glad about because I actually feel like I saw the movie without reading a review. I had a super emotional reaction. I was crying, yeah. crying. Jenny did too. I'll tell you yeah. what's great about seeing a movie in a theater. People cry around you. You're crying. Yes. You, can he- you can hear people sniffling. You gotta see it in a it's theater. It's a human connection.
0: Yes. It's a communal experience. This is why I, forget about my movie. I just want theaters to exist and I want people to go. Yeah. Just for that reason you're saying. Yeah. Even the laughter, when you, you know, crying. The laughter and, too. Hearing people cry and seeing people get emotional. Yeah. That's okay. But then the uh, laughter, there's nothing better. Um, you know, for a comedy... Yeah, okay. I want people to watch the movie, but watching it in your living room and not having the soundtrack of the audience, you yeah. Because when the when people laugh, that's like it's like watching a an action film without a soundtrack, you know yeah. what I mean? If you're watching a comedy by yourself on a couch. I mean you can still enjoy it. But it, and, and then that's that it's that bond of these are strangers and we're all kind of uh, um feeling the same thing, you know, they're, they're different ways, but yeah.
1: Well, I had the thing—the thing that crushed me—and it's—it's funny because you were saying the other night I was like, your, "Your movie made me cry," and you were like, "You know, my show, Old Man in the Pool, made you cry." I was thinking about that later. And I was like, "Oh, well, we both have dad stuff." Because my in yeah. my show, I talk about how my dad doesn't say "I love you,"
0: yes. and
1: in this movie, there's like a dad who withholds love yeah. in yeah. some way, yeah, shape. Yeah, you or can't form. say it. Yeah. 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 But Which, that's what killed. my life. Too. That's what killed me.
0: I always have the line: uh, "If my father hugged me once, I wouldn't have to do any of this shit." <laughs> uh, yeah, one, <laughs> one it, hug. That's all it would have took. Did, I, did he ever say "I love you" before he died? He did not. And he um, listen. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I, I uh, my father's father left him when he was two years old. So he had his, my father had his own thing, you yeah. know? So I don't I, I don't fault him for being who he was, you know? He yeah. just, he tried and he, he couldn't. But I remember um, towards the end when we kind of knew, it, he was okay, but it, it, he was close to, you know, uh, probably in the next year, we wouldn't have him with us anymore. Yeah. And I remember he was in the hospital here and I was living in LA. So the, the times I would come in and whatever... And when I left, he never knew if I was going to see him again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I left the hospital one time, and I was going back to L.A., and I go, all right, Dad, I'm going to like, all right. And I, and I never, you know, hard, had a hard time saying it to him because, you know, we never said it to each other. Yeah. And, I, you know, of course, at that moment, I I wanted to say it. So I said, all right, I'm going to like, all right, I love you, Dad. And his response was, I know you do. Oh my God, that, that was it. Yeah,
1: I can't take it.
0: <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> I know you do. And I don't know if that was his way of saying it or if it was. Uh,
1: my sister Gina sent me this as today. Most as he could say, this is the my most- dad's family in Queens when he was growing up. He's the kid. He's the boy. Wait a minute. Which left. boy? Lower oh, left. Always the little yeah, boy he's there. little boy! Yeah. Oh it's My wow. dad in Queens. Somewhere. Wow, the somewhere. mother
0: of uh, the one who's on who's uh, who's behind him is that I think his, it's his
1: mom? Yeah.
0: She looks like a a, a, a member of my family. <laughs> that's They all do.
1: That's my somewhere in Queens. So you're Italian? I'm Italian, too. Sicilian.
0: Oh, you know my wife, that's wrong. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They the, the looks and the dresses, the black yeah. dress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Do you do you have other members of the family who are emotional who say I love you? <sighs> I my younger brother probably yeah my younger brother me and my my brother and I are a year and a half apart so we had the same uh, you know the, the the same era of my father yeah my younger brother is seven years younger so he softened up a little still didn't say it but wasn't as you know we were we were kind of afraid of my dad when we were kids you know and then when he became when he got older he had a dry weird little sense of humor and he would he would we would laugh at him but we would make him laugh but like my wife uh, did not get him
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and, sure and um I've th- my wife didn't get him is probably the understatement yeah. of the century so he would
0: he um found a way to play back our outgoing messages on our machine yeah okay he found the code, you know. He could play our, when, when answering machines existed. And he would call up, listen to our machine, and then he would leave a message and say, hey, Anna, you know, your friend Linda went to the doctor. Maybe you should go. All right, he, would be, he thought he was being funny. Yeah. And my, and my wife was furious. You know, that's like reading our mail. And this was just, we were just only married one year, two years. You got to talk to him. I would tell him, Dad... I think it's funny. All right, I'm going to give you give you credit. She doesn't think it's funny. Ah, come on. I go. Please tell me. All right, all right. And then he topped himself. He found a way to change our outgoing message. Not the. He didn't listen to our messages. Yeah. He changed. So when instead when of, you call, yes, it's, it's yes. your dad. Instead right, so, of you right, exactly. saying, "Hey, so, it's Ray," leave so, a message. So, right, it's right. your dad. So he wrote, and and my and we called up once, and hey, you've reached Ray, Ray and Anna. Leave a message. If you want Al Romano, I'm at two six eight two zero. And
1: my wife cried. She actually literally <laughs> <laughs> cried. She was so mad. Did your dad like that Peter Boyle play? Your, Peter yeah. Boyle was a, legend, is a, was a legendary actor. Yes. Like some of the greatest like, film and TV roles of all time. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was a great man. He was just the, kind of just the opposite of the guy on the TV show. Yeah. He was so smart, you know. Yeah. Did you know John Lennon was the oh be- gosh, yeah. best man at his wedding? And he was a he he was a, a monk who took a vow of silence at yes. one point, yeah. And um, so he could talk to me about the stupidest things, you know. And then he could argue politics with Patty Heaton. Um, wow! So he was all of that. Yeah, he was when, really great. When
1: you were making the series, because man, so many seasons, so many episodes. It's like, yeah. and after a certain point, first season you're probably basing on your life, probably season two, three on. It's, what is it at that point? Whose life is it? Is the writer's wrong. Well, it's it's like, right.
0: yeah. I mean, everybody, they were all married with family except for one guy. So everybody brought, you know, Phil Rosenthal would come in and say what happened. Tell his stories, what yeah. Happened? Yeah, or he would ask the guys on the weekend, go home and have a fight with your wife and bring it back
1: in, oh you know, God. yeah. <laughs> did, um, it, did Anna ever object to anything on the show where, she, where she'll go, actually, it happened this way kind of thing? She would say
0: once in a while, she would say, I, I don't want to see this on the show. <laughs> oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah. And I, this is my stupid joke. And I would tell her to uh, go cry on a bag of money. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's my Jesus. stupid joke. Yeah. Um, but uh, once in a while. But not in that way. One, one, one night we were sitting in bed watching, and there was a scene with me and Patty. And she watched a scene, and she said, "Um, you've just talked to her in that scene more than you've talked to me the whole week.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And I said, well, we have writers. Oh, my
1: gosh. I don't have a writer for you. uh,
0: (laughs) She never really got too bent about what what we do. And even in my act, you know, in my act, I'm worse than what was on the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, constantly about... Yeah, what thirty-five years married, no sex, and all that stuff, you know, and and she does a little bit now. Oh, now I got to go listen to you say, uh, oh you know, God. I got to, I have the stupid joke of um, when we have sex now, my wife has to take off her Apple Watch because it keeps going. Time to move. Right? <laughs> I got to hear how to, how bad I am at sex now, whatever, you know. But she never really follows through. It's always just. Yeah. She's just voicing it, but she knows it's it's part of the deal. You <laughs> Not a the deal, but it's it's harmless really. You, know? you have
1: such a sweet family. I met I met Anna, I met Allie. It's
0: yeah. all at the comedy
1: teller. It's really yes. sweet. Yes. Did you meet did you meet the boys? I think I met the boys too. Yeah. I think you had a whole family one night. Yeah. Your daughter I don't even know if it's public or you say, she just got
0: engaged. She did. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she got engaged when I was in Vegas. Um this weekend I was in Vegas. I worked Vegas this weekend, and we got there. My wife, well, my wife came with me because, and she never comes, but we because we were flying here to do the movie stuff from Vegas. So she came to Vegas, and we got there. And uh, an hour later, my daughter sent a picture of her with the ring on, and I said, "I'm in Vegas for an hour. I'm already down five hundred thousand." <laughs> 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 But yeah, she's engaged and and my son is engaged. My my uh one, oh, wow. of my, one of my twins got engaged. So we have two ready. I'm I'm ready to be a a grandfather.
1: Does it feel like your kids getting engaged? Does it feel like uh like a stage, like a next a next step in your life?
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, I I I I have friends like I I'm, you know, I'm in a different age than you. Um, um you're not going to hit that grandpa age yet, you know. Yeah. But my friends are or kids are having kids. Yeah. And it, I'm looking forward to it, you yeah. know. And yeah, I want I I I I want to move on into that stage quickly before I want to be able to bend down and pick them up. You know. I get uh, that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it, I always say this to you at the cellar. I always says there's not that many comedians who stay funny over 60 you know you're 65 <laughs> it's like and because yeah. well, i think about it all the time because sometimes i go like i don't know well maybe yeah. i know what you're saying uh, maybe yeah. you know maybe i won't do stand up in my 50s maybe i'll direct movies yeah. or this or that or maybe i'll do something else because i i have that fear yeah what if i'm not funny at a certain age you're a riot it's like do yeah. you think there's secrets to it i don't know
0: what the formula is for that you know i know what you're talking about Um, And I I don't even know if I, you know, I always worry, am I going to outgrow stand-up? Of course, your, you know, your audience can also come with you, you know. uh, Well, what it is, I guess, is will I be able to play for the same ages, the audiences that go to the comedy cellar, you know? Yeah, if I go do Vegas, people that are going to come to see me yeah. are going to be my audience, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I want to go into a club and be able to go on stage. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a, I don't know what, you know, there are, there are comics all, older who, who I, still hold up Uh, You know, in your 50s now, it's nothing. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco's in his 50s, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And Mark Marin's in his late 50s. Sandler, Sandler and Kevin James are all in the 50s. So I think that's happening too, you know. Um, 50s and 60s is not as old as it used to be. Chris
1: Rock is in his 50s. Late. Yeah, they're all late 50s. Spade,
0: Spade, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what what makes it a style where you where it holds up? I, I I you know I don't know if it's having that conversational style maybe yeah like if if someone was a a character does that hold up over the test of time? I don't know probably not. Yeah, maybe probably, maybe not. Probably not. Maybe not. Yeah. Well,
1: because it's authentic to who you are, right? Like like my favorite book on directing is Ilya Kazan on directing, yeah. and he. I'm paraphrasing but he, but he says this thing that stuck with me which is like the directors who lose it with age are dire- are trying to be hip and young and right. they're not honest to what their age actually is. Right. And I I think that's right. true of stand up. I think it's true of movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I never thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, like I I wonder I'm I'm thinking about my I I don't consciously do that when I write stand up, you know? Yeah. I don't say, all right, I've got to bring it up to date. I just, I just, I don't know how you write, but I, yes, there are times where I'm like, all right, what's a, let's think of something funny. But the majority of my act is either something funny pops in my head and I write it down, or my wife says something, I write it down. My kids say something, I write it down. Yeah, yeah. And then I expand on it from there. But I don't, I don't sit down and say, time to write time okay let's yeah. think. let's think time to write
1: no i always tell that to people because a lot of creatives listen to the show and i always say just like write everything down like yeah. literally keep a journal write oh, it all yeah. down because it's all usually i think at least me and comedians i know it's you write down things that happen and then at some point yeah you go oh the punchline's this yes
0: i i long it you know and in the back of my book my i have my big calendar i like to i like to I have a hard copy count, you know, yeah. month at a glance. Yeah. And the the last th- four or five pages that are blank are new new bits and I just have those buzzwords of the stupidest things. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. And w- will they amount to a bit? Yeah. If I go, I mean, I don't know if they'll amount to it, but I have to take it on stage. And I, you know, in one week at the cellar, you can I can kind of know if it's a bit or not cuz I can yeah. do, I can get on stage 15 times, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I don't have it.
1: I don't even have a bit written out. I just have the word. Um, I'll tell you the one thing about the cellar that's funny. That's that is because it's New York. It's different. Is like I told this story uh, at the cellar recently. It was just true. From the subway, I was on the subway home, and there was a person that took off their shoes. I was like ah, and then they took <laughs> then they took off their pants, and I was like oh, I long for this. Those taking off the shoes days, <laughs> those are the good times. That's
0: funny. <laughs> That's funny. I have written in my book, there's nothing with the subway. I just, and again, I don't have a bit. I just thought I was watching TV and it was the kid at the zoo who falls into the gorilla pit. Oh, yeah. You know, that happens. Yeah, yeah. And so, my, and I don't know if, if this will develop into a bit, but my thought was, uh, you think when a, when one of the, when a little kid falls into the gorilla pit the other gorillas look at each other and go we're going to take a bullet in the head now aren't we <laughs> yeah. yeah we're
1: going
0: <laughs> we're going to get shot in the head because of this little asshole
1: Oh my god Is it really funny? <laughs> that's a that's a great joke. Are you kidding me?
0: I got to go somewhere with it. I got to figure out where it goes.
1: Like just don't go near I, him. I mean, don't go near him. Oh, I think that's, it, I think it's done. Yeah. Don't go near him.
0: Yeah, the other gorilla's like, I I gotta go, I gotta, uh, (laughs) right? I gotta sniff him out or something.
1: Support for Mike is Working It Out comes from Helix Sleep. Helix has been with this podcast from the very beginning. We are huge Helix mattress fans over here. Let me tell you a few things that are great about Helix Sleep mattresses. They are fiberglass free. Unlike other brands, Helix mattresses do not contain fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health, as you may have seen in the news or on social media there have been a number of health issues and lawsuits related to fiberglass and mattresses. You know, actually, I used to to have a mattress that was pure fiberglass. It was just, it was literally a bed of fiberglass. No longer. I sleep on Helix mattresses, which are fiberglass free. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burbigs. That's helixsleep.com slash burbigs. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix Better sleep starts now. No, now. Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system Squarespace Blueprint you can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download like PDFs music or ebooks go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch head to squarespace.com/birbigs birbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, oh, this is called the slow round. What nicknames did you have in your life that were really good or really bad? I had um, Dizzy. Dizzy, that's nice. Is it a good one? That's positive, I think. Yeah. What's it based on?
0: I forgot. About, I think some guy just said it once because I, I, I may have one of the older kids thought I was being stupid and said, oh, "What are you dizzy?" And then they started calling me "Diz the Wiz."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you get you get hit growing up? Did you get beat up? Beat up? Yeah. Like was I it mean, tough? I say was Queens I got tough.
0: You know, I mean. It wasn't, you know, uh, I'm not going to make like I did. it was one of those tough neighborhoods where would, uh, we got in fights every day. But I got held up twice at um, at gunpoint in the gas station I worked at. I, yeah, when I was, um, I guess I was 19, 20. I worked pumping gas on uh, Yellowstone Boulevard in Queens and two separate times. Yeah, I, I got held up... Do so you, guys you guys. give the
1: person cash?
0: Yeah, this is when it was all, you this know, is all
1: cash? That, well, it
0: wasn't all cash. There was credit cards, but you had to take the credit card go and kinking, and, you yeah, know. Yeah, uh, It wasn't automated at the pump, you know. Yeah. And there was a kid who came in, and a young guy pretended he needed to use the pay phone. This is when there were pay phones. Oh, my gosh. And it was just me and this other guy working there, a young guy working. And we just running out, coming in, and, and he kept pretending the phone was busy. And he looked, he was a young kid, looked like a college kid. We we, ne, we never suspected it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we started talking with him, laughing and whatever, and he was waiting for the right time, you know, because yeah. cars kept coming in, cars kept coming in. And at the right moment when there was a lull, he pulled out a gun. He had a gun in his. he goes, guys, I like you. Don't do anything. Oh, my gosh. We lay down. Yeah, and we, we let him take all the cash and he left. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Second was a guy in the car. Um, there was two guys in a car, one in the front seat and one in the back seat. I should have known right then. You know, one guy went was in the, the front, front, one in the back. Yes. And it was at night when we – and we have a sign that says, we, we don't make change. Yeah. Because we want to let them know we don't have money on us. You yeah. Know? And the guy in the front said, uh, I want three – this is how long ago it was. He wants $3 of gas. Yeah. And he goes, he only has a $10 bill. And I said, All right, I'll give it to you. And I pump the gas. He, he gets the 10. He hands me the 10. And I take out a wad of money. It's all singles, but yeah. it looks like yeah, it looks a, like a lot, lot of money. Which was good. And, I go, <laughs> and then I hear from the back seat, uh, Yo. And as soon as, as soon as I heard Yo, I went, Oh no. Oh, gosh. And I looked, and he, he had a gun pointing out the window. And um, he said, Give me all that. Throw it in. And I threw it in. And he goes, empty your pockets too. And I I, I I, take out my wallet and he goes, throw that in here. And I know I was scared. I'm oh. not saying I'm a brave guy, but <laughs> I, I, know I was where scared. This is going. <laughs> but I, I said to him, um, and I showed him what was in the wallet, it was only a dollar. I go, can I give you the dollar? But I want to. Keep my license and whatever, and the guy took the dollar and he goes, yeah, hey, you can keep that too." He gave, he let
1: me keep the wallet
0: and let me keep my dollar. <laughs> and then they drove
1: I off. I knew exactly where you were going that story because the moment you said, "Give me your wallet," I, I, in my mind, it became my wallet. Yes, and, and then, then like, I got to oh, renew my license, the license, I gotta, <laughs> and the this <laughs> yeah, and the that, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. social security card. But was, you know, we were it was a. Uh, uh. Either not a bad t- neighborhood.
0: It wasn't that bad a neighborhood. Yeah. You got held up at gunpoint
1: twice. Yeah. I mean, well, you're, you're, trying you know. to down, you're trying to downplay yeah, a bad know, neighborhood. That, I mean, that's not a good neighborhood. It wasn't
0: like it was, you know. It wasn't Main uh, Streets. No, it wasn't
1: Main Streets. Wow. Um, what can you? Oh, my gosh. Is, this was is so obvious for you. I always ask people, can you think of a moment in your life that changed your life, but you didn't know it at the time? That I didn't know it at the yeah. time? You didn't know at the time it was going to change your life, and then it did.
0: Well, I mean, career-wise— it's, it's uh, Letterman. Yeah, you know, doing Letterman. Yeah, because uh, I just thought it was going to be a great spot. I mean, doing Letterman is a. It could change you. Just having a good spot on Letterman could help your career. You yeah, know? no, I had the same but, thing. But does it lead to a TV show? Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I, I'm very micro level, I have the same thing.
0: You had a great Letterman. I had
1: a good Letterman, and then I got to right. tw- I did be a, get to be a headliner, right, twenty four right. years old. I get to be what year did you do Letterman? Two two thousand two, I think. Oh wow! So it was like yeah. completely changed everything. Yeah, and 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 then you because for me it's like once you get to do an hour, yeah, you can work out an hour. Yeah, and for you obviously it's series your whole life.
0: Yeah, I did get to 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 do Carson also. Right before he retired, I did it in '91. The thing was, at that point, it wasn't like doing Carson in the late '70s, yeah. where you became a an instant almost household name, yeah. headliner. You know, it was still the pinnacle for a comedian. It was the dream. Yeah. Me and my friend, one day in the kitchen, my brother was in the other room. We were the funny guy. You know, whatever we thought, and and I think we had been drinking a little bit. And my older brother, we, we were busting his chops, you know. and We said, and he was telling us to shut up, or whatever. Inside, you know, we were being stupid. And then we just said, "We're going to be on Carson." Oh
1: my gosh! He goes,
0: he goes, "You're not going to be on Carson." I go, "Within within five years, we're wow. going to be on Carson." You know, it, it took probably twenty, yeah. fifteen, twenty years, and it was just me. Yeah, on yeah, Carson. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, but well, we did throw that out there. Uh. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I think we might have made a bet. We might have bet them that like in five years, we'll bet you $500 hundred dollars we'll be like cousin.
1: You you had the you had the existence of an archetype that comedians wanted for like 20 years that followed it. Like which is you went to Montreal just for laughs, you did New Faces, you did Letterman, and then from Letterman you got a deal with Letterman's company to do a sitcom, and the sitcom's a hit. And from that point on. Every manager and agent was like, go to Montreal, create a comedy set that's about your life. And yeah. it becomes a sitcom. And even I when had, I, even I, I, I had that where they I did New Faces and I did Letterman and they tried to build a, a sitcom around my life. And then I realized like this doesn't feel right. And right. I kind of walked away from it and did what I did. Did you have a Letterman development deal? It wasn't with that company, oh. Oh, but what? it was with it was with CBS. Oh, okay. I had a CBS yeah. pilot they shot. Right. Days of right. Of my life, Mike Burbiglia project, whatever it was. And then it was like, but it was weird because I feel like your your show had artistic integrity. They did not let our show have artistic integrity. Yeah. Like by the time we finished the pilot, it didn't feel like me at all. Yeah. But yours did. It was like, how'd you do that?
0: Yeah, we had to fight for stuff too. I mean, they wanted to take it out of the city. Oh. They wanted yeah, they really they they, they felt like we we had to appeal to middle America, wow, and that's why we gave them long we we compromised and gave them long Island, oh interesting, yeah, although I, we wanted it to be in Queens or whatever, yeah. Yeah, 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 and they said it won 't appeal to middle meantime at the time, Seinfeld was the number New one York show City, yeah, yeah, the number one show yeah. Ever, ever, yeah, they wanted the wife to be a little more uh, you know, uh, un unethnic, you know?
1: Yeah. I've heard Phil Rosenthal talk about yeah. this, your partner. Yeah. Talk about also like, we need someone who's like super hot to be the wife yeah. or all that stuff. And it's like, they gave us that, they were giving us that note yeah. at the network. And we were like, no, no, no. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's not about who's the, it's not a modeling right, right. contest. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. How about when Phil went to, uh,
0: to Russia and brought the show to yes. Russia. And they wanted to, the wife has to be glamorous, dressed yes, dressed to the nines every day. Yes. Like she's she's a housewife, she's doing laundry. You know, there's a little story to that Letterman spot. So this is the spot that- Got your I, show. I'm here, this yeah, is yeah. why I'm here. <laughs> why you're here yeah. on this podcast. So it's my first Letterman, I'm backstage and i'm watching the show and dave is doing a bit about can we cut your pants into shorts mm. and his first guess is mel gibson and he and because it's kind of it's may maybe so sh- you know uh, summer is coming and he he's going to summarize everybody's pants and he cuts mel gibson's pants into shorts uh, right out there you know mel, mel wasn't expecting it and the crowd goes nuts yeah and then he he goes, Paul. You got to have your and he cuts Paul Shavers pants. Yeah. Into, and then he goes, I, you know, I'm, and I got to be a good sport. Uh, uh, I'm doing a few, and he cuts his own pants into shorts. Yeah. So I'm backstage, and we're all thinking. I go, should I go out <laughs> with should I go out with cut pants? <laughs> like go out, right, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Romano, and walk out, and my pants are <laughs> already cut. And the producer brought back scissors, and he goes, you got you got to go, you got to go out with that. You got to cut your pants off. Oh, that's and so like, funny. and we had the scissors, and I was. Yeah, I guess. And at the last minute, I rethought it. I, <laughs> well, because I said, I thought, <laughs> it might get a laugh, but this, this is, I'm, an, I'm, I'm an unknown and I'm walking out. Yeah. And it, it's a little distracting. Yeah, there's an initial, but it's also like, you're not part of the club yet. Yeah, you're not part of the club. Yeah. and I, And I made the choice not to do it. Now listen, I had a great set. Even in my, I'm hard on myself. That that set was really good. It, it led to this, and I told Dave this at the very end. I go, and I think if I came out with those pants, I don't know if this happens. You I know? agree.
1: I think if you cut off the pants, the dynamic changes. The I think all changes. of a sudden it's the night that's about the pants, right? And it's not about oh this new voice in comedy, right? It's a guy who's it's, kind of yes a ending the bit.
0: It's a little thing, but you don't know how it it snowballs. I think the butterfly effect it is not there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a smart move. Also, you ever hear the phrase "Don't you can't follow the costume"? No, that- I think that's a super smart. Yeah. I don't know who invented this phrase, but it's it's such a smart point. Which is like, if you come right. on in a silly outfit, a big outfit, you wear, you know, a yeah. chicken suit or whatever, it's funny for yes. a minute, yes. and then you gotta do something. <laughs> you know what's funny, sometimes you'll say, you and I will be back to back at the cellar and you'll be like, "You'll be like, oh great, I gotta follow. Yeah, married stuff. Married and, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with more married <laughs> stuff. Is there anything that you feel like you can't follow, for real?
0: At the cellar, the funny thing about the cellar is, I'm always, first of all, I'm, I don't care how long I've been in this business, I'm always nervous about, about following whoever's up there. David Tell, I used to. is hard
1: to follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But but it's subject matter. Like with you, it's it's subject matter. Yeah. Like I saw Paul Reiser at the at um the Comedy Magic Club. I was like, you and I cannot work together. That's funny. Yeah, because
1: he's He's he, hating the same stuff.
0: Yeah, we're talking about relationships, marriage, wife, wife yeah. our wife hates us, the whole thing. Yeah.
1: I have a new bit about marriage, which is that that I've been working on, which is like uh in marriage, I think the, the most special thing is that you can communicate so much with so few words. Like yes. a friend of mine was like, I wanna go skydiving and I want you to come. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. And I went home to my wife, I relayed this. And she said, are you gonna do that? And that's when I realized I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> I said, no, because I'm more afraid of my wife's judgment of me than I am of jumping out of an airplane at 30,000
0: feet. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I am right. I feel like I'm in that space right now where I'm trying to, like, when I'm writing new material, it's like 80 to 90% of my life is spent with my wife and daughter. Yeah. It's like, what am I going to write about? Yeah, that's it for me, man. <laughs> Same with me. And, and, of course, and Jenny's a poet, and so a lot of, look, when I wrote the last show, the new one about having a child, like, I used her poetry in it, uh-huh. and so she was a writer on it, and yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. less... <laughs> There's less. Uh, it's just a less challenging thing because ultimately, like her words are her words. Like yeah. she expressed it with this, you know, right, I'd right. say the poem. But um, auto, doing autobiographical writing about relationships, marriage, whatever it is, it's challenging because ultimately, comedy is based on conflict. Yes, films are based on conflict. I mean, your whole film is based on yeah. conflict.
0: Yeah, it's funny people used to say about Everybody Loves Raymond. Why are they always fighting? And And yeah, the answer. Well, do you you want us to just be sitting on the couch getting along? Yeah. And what episode is that? What tell me what's what's that episode about? You know. Yeah, it's conflict. And my wife, um, we I got COVID for the first time a month, two months ago, two days before her birthday. She was turning sixty, and we planned a big party in a restaurant. Here in New York, you know, we rented out a restaurant floor or whatever, and now I can't go. Right, and, and she's she's going to the elevator in our apartment, and I'm standing in the doorway in my pajamas, you know. And just she says, she's before she gets in the elevator, she turns and I wave, and I go, "Happy birthday," I'm thinking maybe she'll say, you know, "We're gonna miss you," you know, "Hope you feel better." And she just looks at me and goes. I feel like punching you. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh,
0: my gosh. you blaming me for that. Because she knew that there was probably a little bit of me that liked that I didn't have to go. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Point. That's the thing about marriage is that, that yeah.
1: is worth writing about is that you're so close to somebody that actually they can read your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes the dramatic element, I think, worth watching. Even in the movie. The relationship between your character and Laurie Metcalf's character is very deep. But part of what Mm. makes it deep is the conflict. Right, right. The characters are in conflict with each other, like, quite a bit. Right. And we also
0: wanted to write it, you know, coming from people who don't, can't articulate much like that. Oh, that's interesting. Don't say it that much, you know? Yeah, they're not in couples therapy or anything. No, no, no. So, you know. You know, she's struggling with her fear of of dying, cancer, yeah, you know, yeah. ca- cancer, and they don't know. You know, he doesn't really know how to uh, deal with that and process it. You know, but he says it in the best way he can. You know, just like the father says, gives finally gives the kid guy a compliment, but yeah. it's on his back. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't, he can't even do it face to face.
1: It's interesting because if you think about it, like conflict in movies or jokes or whatever, it's like in some ways it indicates that the people care about each other at all. That they don't? <laughs> that they yeah. do, that they yeah. that they care about each other at all. Like right. when I'm watching Somewhere in Queens yes. and your, your character and Laurie Metcalf's character are arguing the way they are, I'm like, yeah, that's a marriage. You're like, oh, they love each other. Yeah, they love each other. <laughs> That's funny. They're going to be there yeah. for each other. Honestly, if I was watching the movie and they're indifferent, yeah. they're like, I'm not there. Yeah, well, that
0: was the key for everybody that was Raymond is, yeah, yeah, they, yes, they yell and scream every episode, isn't but you know that they love each other. You know that, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Did you ever uh, have rules for how to make sure that that's expressed? Like, did you ever have a, a tip-over thing where you're like, this is too much, too much arguing?
0: I'm sure we did, but we always had, I think, you know, we wanted to always get somewhere, you know? So, yeah, they're going to yell and scream and I'm going to do something horrible and stupid and whatever. But there's going to be, a, 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 within those 22 minutes, there's going to be an arc and you're going to, he's going to learn something. Somebody's going to learn something, you know, subtly. It's not going to be pushed in, in your face and it's not yeah. going to be, uh, we're not going to be preaching to anybody. But but always something, you know, yeah. a little bit of something, you know. And I think that's why people stuck with it is because, yes, we attack each other, but but I think they felt, you, you give them just, you just give them a, a little taste of sweetness and love and then you can, yes. it goes a long way, you know. Yeah. I did, I remember the father, there was an episode where Peter Boyle uh, did something with a baseball. He, I don't know what it was, but I remember Phil wanted me to kiss him on the head. And I said, Phil, no, no, it never, my character would never, and we, when Phil and I never really came to odds at anything. You know, Phil's thing in the writer's room was whenever I would say, no, no, my character wouldn't do it. He would say, "Yes, but that's why you do it because your character <laughs> wouldn't do it." And I say, "Okay, I
1: can never." Wait, what's his logic? That's why you do it because yes. he wouldn't do yes, it. Yes,
0: yes, he thought that was what was good about it. it was we don't think he would do it. I go, I guess I can never argue a point then. If if if, if the that's... reason I do it is because I wouldn't do it, then uh, I guess uh, anything you put down, I, I have to do. But he just did it at this one moment. It was funny. I I I, I always uh, call him on that. But but in this part he see, he he wanted me to kiss Peter Well on the head at this sweet moment, and I thought it was too much for th- these two guys, you know. And we were going back and forth, back and forth. And it was it, it wasn't loud or con- you know, um, and he finally said to me, "Just do the scene, and if you feel it, do it." Yeah. If you feel it, do it. Which It yeah. was very smart. That is smart. He knew I was yeah, going to yeah. do it, <laughs> and I did. I oh, did that's it. nice. <laughs> yeah and it was you know the audience loved it and yeah
1: working it out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for thank God for jokes was Squarespace. Our website for stand up and vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system Squarespace Blueprint you can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download like PDFs music or ebooks go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch head to squarespace.com/birbigs birbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Working It Out comes from Viore. Viore is a clothing company that draws inspiration from the coastal California lifestyle. I was thrilled that they were willing to be a sponsor because I could just talk about how soft and comfortable their clothing is all the time. I mean, I'll read the stuff they told me to say. It's uh, It inspires others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it does that. But also, my experience is just very, very comfortable. Viore offsets 100% of their carbon footprint. And since 2019, they've also offset 100% of their plastic footprint. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off. Ooh, that's good, your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash burbigs. That's viore.com slash burbigs. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. What? Free shipping on any US orders over 75 bucks and free returns. That's viore.com. Slash Birbigs, discover the versatility of Viore clothing. I have a thing I'm working on right now about marriage, which is that my wife, the thing that I love most about my wife is that she's so thoughtful, much more thoughtful than me. I go, the other day, she made me a pancake. And then I go. I go. You, you heard that. <laughs> I You heard that. Correctly. I see it on your car. <laughs> yeah, 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 pancake.
0: Pancake. I
1: did. Yeah, I was working with Bert last week, but uh, I go pancake, and I go. Which because she understands my health profile, she knows the right amount of pancakes oh, for me to eat is pancake.
0: That's a great joke because it's just you're just taking one letter, one letter, and 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 it's a joke now. Really. Yeah, Instead yeah. Of yeah. Some, yeah, if you said she's making me pancakes, it's not a joke. Yeah, you're, and you're just removing one letter.
1: Yeah, but but then huh. the oh, so then the follow up joke to that is is and I go so so she makes me pancake and I go thank you for pancake and then I <laughs> and then I I wanted to do something nice for her because my love language is keeping score and yeah. and then what I do at the in the, the crowd is because usually literally someone claps. And I go if you're clapping
0: Wait, wait about keeping
1: score. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I go if you're la- if you're clapping, it's because you're you're keeping score. And if you're yeah. not, and if you're not clapping, you're keeping score, and you're losing.
0: That's funny. That's I I. This is not we're not doing the same bit. No, 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 but, no. But I do the I do a thing about scoring points oh, with you my do? wife. Oh, you do. the same thing? Not the same Similar, thing. Similar, yeah. But I, I I say I just bring it up like the other day I scored points with my wife. Mm. And. And, ladies, you know, we, we're always trying to score points. And, and and every guy is trying to score points. I don't know what game we're in with you. Yes. <laughs> but, but you have the lead ah. at all times. I say we are like the Washington Generals. You know, the Harlem Globetrotters play the, oh the my team the gosh. Harlem Globetrotters
1: play. Yeah. That's a great take. Yeah. So one yeah, of my
0: your, – Yours is, is is different. It's funny. Oh, no, yeah, no yeah, yeah, of course. No, yeah.
1: one, of my, one of mine that, that yours reminds me of is – I go. Uh, I go. It's marriage is teamwork, and we've lost a lot of games.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're in a slump.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and sometimes at the end of the of the game, I'm like, I was under the hoop for an hour, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, You couldn't score if you had a ladder and no defense.
0: I was open. I was, I was open. open all games. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's great. Though your your take is actually more filled out than mine, which is this idea that like that like you're basically that you're keeping score because you kind of know the other person's winning because they all, they're always in the, yeah they're in the lead already yes that's interesting
0: yes we we always need points because we're behind we're always behind on points
1: but it's funny because yeah. th- I think the reason people are clapping why that yes. keeping score thing gets a reaction is I think sometimes people there's no outlet for in the same reason everyone loves Raymond connects with people it's like there's no outlet for people to be like. This is, this dynamic of marriage and relationships and living together for your whole life, and it's your lover, and it's, your, your, it's the mother of your child, and it's your wife, it's your, mother, your roommate. Yeah. Like, it's so complex that if you can put words to it with yes. an analogy or any,
0: anything. There's no outlet for people to uh, share um, what's the the stuff that's hard? About, the stuff that's wrong about it, you know. The stuff that's hard about it, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, for people to to uh, bond over. Yes, yes. That's that, I go through that same shit. Yes. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can't complain to you. You know. It's you don't want to complain to her about it. <laughs> no. So you want to see other people talking about it. And yeah. Like, Fuck! I go through the same thing. Yeah, like I do a bit, and this is, this happened. This is what happened. I think you, you must have heard this. We were having dinner uh, with my son and his girlfriend, just me and my wife at our house. And in the middle of it, I got a text and it was from my wife. Mm-hmm. It was right there. And it was just two words, chewing loud. <laughs> yes, and, and, Chewing and, loud. <laughs> and I, that happened to me. I wrote it down and I took it on stage and I just said it. And it got a huge
1: laugh. I, I figured, your wife, it was basically your wife commenting on the, you. Talking to me, you. yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, chewing loud. <laughs> chewing yeah, loud.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but I'm saying, I thought I was, I, I need to write a punchline here and
1: no. No, the, that's I, it. Sometimes the setup is the punchline. Yeah. Pancake. Pancake. <laughs> The last thing we do is we call it Working Out for a Cause. If there's an organization like a nonprofit or anything that you donate to or anything, we, we donate to them and they li- we link in the show notes to them.
0: Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we we have a couple, but uh, the main one we go to is Harvest Home. It's called Harvest Home. It's in LA and it's a nice organization that takes women who are pregnant, who are pregnant find themselves either to be homeless or just out of work and it helps them you know it takes them in and helps them have you know puts them on their feet and helps them have their baby and get get them work and a job and
1: all that yeah so we'll link to harvesthome.org and um we'll donate to them and ray thanks for coming on this is just all like right. a phenomenal you, you're uh, gonna uh, edit I love it, it
0: right we gotta we're gonna, it, we're gonna yeah. tighten it up
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray. All right. right,
0: man. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Working it
1: out, cause it's not done. We're working it out, cause there's no. That's gonna do it for another episode of Working It Out. That is Ray Romano. I just feel lucky to know that guy. So funny, so talented. uh He's a legend. Ray Romano's a legend, and his movies fantastic. Somewhere in Queens. The showtimes are at somewhereinqueensmovie.com. Jenny and I loved it. We were crying, and everyone around us was crying in the movie theater. See in the theater. It's a a really good movie to see in the theater. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salamone and Joseph Birbigli, associate producer Mabel Lewis, consulting producer Seth Barish, assistant producers Gary Simons, Lucy Jones, and Nick Dimitralakis. Sound mix by Ben Cruz, supervising engineer, Kate Bolinski. Special thanks to Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Fall, as well as David Raphael and Nina Quick. Mike consigliere is Mike Berkowitz. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. Of course, Jay hope Stein, my wife, the poet. She's got these really cool broadsides of her poetry that she signs, like little of Little Astronaut and The Now Clock and a bunch of her other poems on her Instagram right now. It's uh, at Dine, and she sells on Merch Table. We got a bunch of fun Bervig's stuff on Merch Table as well. Special thanks, as always, to my daughter Una, who built the original radio fort made of pillows. Thanks, most of all, to you who are listening. If you're liking the show, go on Apple Podcasts and spend two and a half minutes writing a review. Just say what your favorite episode is. It might be this one. I think it could be this one. I love the Ray Romano episode. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Tell your friends, but even tell your enemies. Go to Ray's movie, in the theater, as he intended. If someone's talking in the movie, maybe they're on their phone, it's annoying. Don't yell at them. Walk up to them while they're on their phone or texting. Hey, maybe don't, uh, don't text during the movie. And also, have you heard about this podcast? Mike Birbiglia is working it out. He interviewed the director of this movie. You might enjoy it if you stopped talking and texting and actually watched the movie. Probably not the best way to deal with that situation, but we'll keep brainstorming. I'll see you next time, everybody. We're working it out.